and welcome to Belong, Become, Be Sent, Rock's podcast. My name's Noelle Mash, as you know, and Dodger Vaughn's here with me again. Hello. And we also have Emily Sleep back with us. Hello. Yas. And we have one new podcaster this go around. Uh, hi, my name's Evan James. I'm a uh, business major, I'm a finance major in the business school here. Uh, this is my second year in Rock. And uh, I am overjoyed to be here. It's a great honor to be on the podcast. We are overjoyed to have you. <laughs> That's the most Dr. official you've ever sounded. I know. It is. Like, <laughs> I, I'm really, like, I've been looking forward to having Evan on the podcast for a long time now. So this is a dream come true for me. <laughs> a dream come true. Um, it is. But, hey, what I wanted to do, since you're new, this is first time here, could you share a little bit about how you got involved with Rock in the first place? Ah, uh, the origin story. The origin story. Well, we have to go back all the way to... Uh, now August of last year mm-hmm. and as I'm walking down Court Street with my mother we stop at this cookie outreach center and my mom's like hey you should go get those cookies and I look at Blaine Smith and I'm like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then my mom's like you need to you need to have good friends here and she gives me Oreos with like the little the little marketing things that we had on it and uh I almost joined a cult that week with like one of the <laughs> fake honor societies, and oh I felt gosh. I felt kind of unconfident with like organizations I was getting involved with, and I was like, you know, these people are passing out free pizza, so the chance of them being a cult is very low because right. cults don't usually give out free things. That so, is true. That's true. So That's true. like, I come to wisdom, the pizza, wisdom. Yeah, I come to the pizza outreach, and like you know, I meet James, I meet Dodger, and a lot of the people there, and I'm like, hey, this this isn't a bad crew, and I just start coming, and eventually I was like, hey, this pretty pretty decent organization is pretty above average you know <laughs> that's all we strive for <laughs> just barely above average you know this is, this scrapes up the bottom line man exactly like, our that, cult play worked yes. i know and like <laughs> now i'm now i'm really invested in like the ceremonial daggers and Absolutely. like the, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy there oh, you go man. so you no know, we we're excited to have Evan here on the podcast this week and excited to have Emily back with us i'm excited um, to be back the new or well New semester, right? Yeah. Second week of the podcast. That's so right. It's good to have Emily back with us. So, all right. Time for this week's topic. So this week, um, we're going to attempt to tackle the topic of accountability. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Dun, dun. So <laughs> let's start with that. So when I say the word accountability, in your mind, does it immediately have a positive or negative connotation? Negative. Negative. Positive. Positive, okay. Noel, well, what do you think? I'm going to say negative, but negative. I am very interested to hear what you're saying. Well, okay, yeah, so that's that's what I just wanted to start that conversation. Yeah. So, so you guys, two said negative, one mm-hmm. said positive. So let's hit this the idea of the negative first. Like, why do you think we hear, you know, accountability? Do we immediately panic a little bit and go, oh, no, that's a bad thing? Uncomfy. <laughs> Uncomfy. <laughs> I don't know, like, because, you know, you you think about like sharing things about yourself and who wants to do that mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like it's about stopping something you're doing and yeah nobody likes to do that either mm. maybe not even we don't like being called on the carpet either yeah. yeah you know even if we know that what the person's saying is right right we don't like being called to be accountable for that yeah yeah all right anything else why why does it conjure up a negative vibe in your mind like you know it's important (laughs) (laughs) but like it you know like we just said it's like uncomfy but you're like it's important and then you're like so many emotions Mm -hmm. that's just the way i feel about it what about you i just don't like 
I think people don't like criticism, and I think mm. that's what yeah. they think it yes. is. Yeah. Like they sure. can't take it well. Yeah. Even if you. I can't even take yeah, it well. Even so. if you know that <laughs> what it's for is ultimately achieving right. something good, we still don't like being criticized yeah. for. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. So we'll switch gears. Let's go to Evan. So Evan. You were the lone positive here in the group. I, I was the only one right at this table. Here, <laughs> that's, that's right. So, so why, in your mind, does that you know, you know, bring up like a positive connotation? Well, like over the years, like I, I told everyone in this group, but for like those of you who don't know, like I was in a military boarding school for two years, and like a lot, one of the pillars that we had was accountability. Mm. And accountability, we had it defined as being able to do a job without being having someone overlook you. Mm or having to do actions and people not have to overlook you, you're accountable, which means they can walk away from you and they'll know that you're doing a job properly and well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in the fundamental sense, in the way that we define it here at Rock, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a lot more to do with, I find it more, a lot more positive because the first part of it like really sucks like when like you're yeah. doing something wrong because you, you kind of rationalize it at first. You're like, oh, well, I do a lot of good, but I, I just do this one thing. But uh, in the reality of it, you want to have people in your community be like, hey, you know, you're doing this action. We see it affect you personally mm. on, and on a spiritual level as well. We really wish to have, like, the old you back. We really wish to have you more in this area. We wish to have you more accountable in this area. Yeah. And, like, I feel like at the end of the day, it's more of a positive tone to that than it is, sure. like, more of a negative. Because it's negative for, like, the very short term. But long term, you're like, you look back on it and you're like, you know, I'm really glad people came to me in the community and did that. Yeah. Well, and I think in that regard, you ca- you guys are kind of both on the same page, mm-hmm. you know, in yeah. that, you know, the initial shock of it is maybe a negative connotation, but we recognize like for the long run, you know, the, you know, the long term goal, you know, it's, it's a positive thing for yeah. us. So, yeah. So again, and I think Evan kind of, you know, mentioned this too, but you know, the implication for today's topic of accountability is really the whole idea of biblical accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but before we get into that, why do you think that just in general, so forgetting, you know, like the whole idea of accountability and, you know, faith community, just in a general sense, why is accountability important for us as humans? I think it's a way for us to help each other out. Like it could be somebody's falling behind in class or something and mm-hmm. you can say, hey, I see you're not working on this as much as you should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's good because we can keep each other in check. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It helps you reach your full potential, mm-hmm. your goals. Yeah, I, th- I think it gets you back on the right path because you can't always like judge like oh what if what I'm doing is right you need an outside perspective that you trust that's like oh well I see you failing in this department and then you're like you know what I see your point of view and you're absolutely correct mm-hmm. and I think yeah. it's a really good way to like gauge how real your friends are because if yeah. they're not comfortable enough to keep you accountable for something mm-hmm. then maybe they're not really in it for your yeah like, the, I don't know for you yeah well, and I think you know, I, a couple weeks ago, I think I, I told the story about how I missed an exam. Yeah. Um, when I took, when I was dating my wife, and I took her to a concert <laughs> and overslept, slept through my exam. And actually, my first conscious thought, you know, was the phone ringing and one of my friends being like, "Hey, buddy, did you know you missed the exam today?" <laughs> yeah. So you know, even even that, you know, accountability was was good for yeah. me. You know, and so you know, again, we we all need that. Um, you know, regardless of like where you are in life, whether you're, you know, middle school, high school, you know, all the way up to, you know, like adulthood and beyond, um, you know, we need people in our lives to hold us accountable. It's just how we're wired as humans. Um, so, but with that, like, you know, again, we all, you know, after you get past that initial shock of like, oh, you know, the, the 
this is accountability, you know, but I understand it's a good thing. Um, after we get past that, you know, and understand that, that it is a good thing, why do you think, though, that we still resist accountability? I think it's hard to change, mm-hmm. like, and especially if you've, like, grounded yourself in, like, this thought process of, like, and rationalized what you're doing is better for you than what people are saying. Mm-hmm. You kind of get defensive about it. You're like, oh, I don't I don't need your counsel. This, you're wrong on mm-hmm. this. Or like, oh, I agree with most of your points, but I don't agree with this one. Here's why. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's why you get, like, kind of rooted in. You double down on everything is because you're just rooted there so hard. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's the second time you've said the word rationalize. And I think that's absolutely true. Like, as Christians, that's what we do a lot of times. Like, we know what scripture says about like the life that we're called to and you know mm-hmm. how we're to imitate Christ however we can also you know look at behaviors and like justify them or rationalize them and go well it's really not a big deal oh it really doesn't impact anybody but me and without that accountability left unchecked that rationalization really I mean it starts to eat away at our our, our Christian lives at, at our faith so yeah that that's a really good point but um, so why else why do you think we resist accountability I think we're stubborn. Mm. I think we're like, I'm going to do it my way. I don't need anybody else to tell me what I'm doing wrong. Right. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's just like <clears throat> hard to be vulnerable, like when you're struggling and like letting someone in to like help you. You're like, like it's a natural tendency to resist. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Well, I think. You know, and, and that uh, whole idea of vulnerability that came up last week, we were talking about forgiveness mm-hmm. and even an offering and accepting forgiveness. There's a vulnerability there. And so, you know, it's funny that um, those two topics, you know, kind of sit around that same, you know, I guess, issue where, where if we if we're not vulnerable, it's hard to offer forgiveness and it's hard to seek forgiveness. And also if we're not vulnerable, it's hard to like accept accountability or hold other people. I think too, like we feel like we're letting ourselves down. Mm. Even like it can hurt more to let yourself down even than others sometimes. Mm. And if you know you're resisting something and it's hard to let your walls down. So when you're saying, just so I'm clear. So mm-hmm. what we're saying is like, if I come to you and go, Hey, Noel, like I see this area of your life mm-hmm. that um, I don't feel like, you know, you're, living biblically in. Mm-hmm. and you know for me to say that to you and bring that recognition to you it hurts more to know that you've failed yeah. yourself than it is like that you've somehow let me or someone in the community down is that what you're yeah that too is but like most of the time like when someone brings something to me at least mm-hmm. I know that I'm doing it right and it like it hurts for me I already know I'm laying myself down but then someone brings it to me I'm like really am it like makes it down. real when somebody yeah, else exactly is in it. yeah yeah you think you're you, alone right. and then you're not mm-hmm. yeah 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 when it's just you you're like oh i'm fine but somebody else brings it up you're like okay i'm really not fine yeah so this isn't on the one of the questions that we had you know talked about before the podcast but as you said that it made me think which is harder in your mind to be held accountable for mm-hmm. things that you're already aware of that in your you know shortcomings that you know you're you're painfully aware of in your own spiritual life or when somebody comes to you and brings to light an issue that you hadn't considered, you know, that you, you know, it's kind of blind to spiritually, mm-hmm. which, which one of those do you think is harder? I think it's one that I'm already struggling with. Me too. Mm. It would definitely be harder. Because mm-hmm. something, you could be just focusing on that, 
and once somebody brings it up it's gonna like bring all that emotion back out yeah. um, but if it's something you're blind to it's probably because you're just distracted from it and you, you don't realize it but mm-hmm. I think it's easier to change things like that than it yeah. is what you're worried about yeah. yeah I completely agree with that it's har- it's harder to do that than the other way mm. I think you made a good point when you said like it brings up like the emotion that you've already had because mm-hmm. like you can keep pushing it down and you, I mean yep. you still feel bad but once it comes to light from other people it's kind of like when you're upset yeah. and then somebody's like are you okay as soon as somebody says are you okay it's like instant tears instant tears yep happened to me the other day evan walked in the rock house he's <laughs> like dodger are you okay i just instant yeah. oh, man. ugly cried on his shoulder it was, it was yeah, embarrassing i was like sir please get off i, I need to go to class <laughs> all right good stuff so um you know but so i, I know as humans sometimes we again we have that tendency to want to resist accountability um but you know if we do that then what do we risk you know if we live our lives without any type of accountability to other people i think like a lot of times what you'll risk is you'll live in a bubble that you don't want to live in you'll live in a Mm -hmm. fake reality like you'll say everything's all right but you'll kind of negate everything that's wrong in your current lifestyle like you'll be like oh well i can skip a few classes and then those few classes turned up a few courses and then you fail out of courses mm. and you're like oh, I don't know how that occurred or I don't know why that happened you know and you just you didn't have people be, you weren't held accountable from people or you'd refuse their accountability so you kind of fall into the wayside and you think to yourself well it's nothing I did wrong but in reality it's a lot of what you did wrong in mm-hmm. that situation and then you just kind of force yourself to live in this fake reality and you don't really face the yeah. imminent danger or threats that you ever you encounter because of it so almost like an echo chamber, you're just only surrounding yourself with people yeah. who just like want to reinforce that what you're doing is just awesome. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you get stuck. Like you can't grow mm. if you're not being accountable for things. Even like if you're not holding yourself accountable for things, mm. you can't grow outside of that. If you're still doing stuff that is bad for your life, you're just going to, it's like a ripple effect. Like Evan said, you're just going to keep going and mm-hmm. get worse. Yeah, I think like, We've talked about before that we're built for community, and even if you're like around people who, um, like your are your friends, and you're like surface level with them, if you don't have those deep relationships that are like able to build you and keep you accountable, you're still going to be going at it alone, mm-hmm. and you'll still feel lonely yeah. without deeper relationships. So, again, this is not a question we had discussed ahead of time, but how likely or how possible is it to do that like if you don't purposely put yourself in to the position to be held accountable or, or s- at least seek out relationships where accountability is likely mm-hmm. how how p- likely is it that you end up like in an echo chamber kind of like what evan was saying where we're just surrounded by people who just want to reinforce everything that we do and say yeah that's great you know without any type of you know constructive criticism i think you can, i mean it's super likely like, especially my freshman year when I wasn't even involved with rock or anything, um, like, you can just be alone. Mm-hmm. You can choose that. Like, I can be in a class full of 150 people, and I don't know anybody, and I don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you can put yourself in that kind of situation. Yeah, I think I think it'll happen every time you're not holding yourself accountable. Mm-hmm. You'll just get stuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or at, have somebody else hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Just be in the same place. 
I, th I think it's very likely and it's very common because I think a lot of people on campus kind of fall into that category where they like get with people and they like certain activities doing they have with them and they do have fun with those people but when like serious stuff happens in their life those people are just kind of like ah well it wasn't your fault so let's go continue doing these these things yeah. or these mm -hmm. activities so I feel like it's not only just likely but it's just like there's so many cases like you can throw a rock and find a person who's like oh well it, it's not my fault I failed that course well it's not my fault that this happened you know they just mm -hmm. never hold themselves accountable because no one else is like throw, throwing it back in their face being like yeah you, you messed up here and you need to take that responsibility yeah mm -hmm. yeah that is i mean that's a good point all of you guys kind of talked about that but you know just because you're surrounded by 150 people in a class or you know you know 200 people mm -hmm. if you're not in a relationship that's deep enough to be known to be vulnerable yeah and open yourself up for accountability, you know, then that's, you're, you're risking exactly what you guys talked about, you yeah. know, like just to, to be that status quo or you know, like Evan said to, you know, to always look at somebody else and go, oh, it's their fault. You know, this is what happened or my life is this way. So, mm -hmm. all right, good stuff. So, so we talked about, you know, you know, what we risk if, you know, we live our lives without accountability. Let's talk specifically about, you know, why accountability is so vital for our growth as Christians, like why do we, you know, need that in order to you know, grow in our relationship with Christ? Well, I think like as Christians, like in general, just Christianity in general has a lot of morals that mm -hmm. you need to follow and guidelines that you need to follow, and you need to be different from the common like population of people mm -hmm. in like just not the United States but the world sure so that puts a lot of pressure on you to like not succumb to a lot of like cultural norms that mm -hmm. are now in our culture mm -hmm. and uh, stay above that and stay on the path which like is very hard at times because like a lot of things are normalized in society that like Christianity says no you cannot do that you right know? so I feel like it's very vital for us to keep accountability and mm -hmm. keep keep those people close to us they'll say hey you're kind of on a very jaded path you should probably realign yourself mm -hmm. I think that's a it's a sign of a good Christian community is when you're being held accountable in that community so I think it's important it's really important as for our growth because if you have a if you feel like you're in a community and they're not holding you accountable then what are you, what good is it doing mm -hmm. so right. I think it's really good for that mm -hmm. I think too it's important for our faith to share with each other and we talk about like how important our stories are and there's a reason why like our our stories impact each other's lives because like I've talked about a lot like you don't want to be going at it alone and like if you're going through something if you're going at it alone you'll never get out of it so the growth comes from keeping each other accountable and sharing with each other and you can't have accountability without sharing with each other mm. Yeah, for sure. It's it really, you know, I mean, I, I would venture so far to say that it's probably impossible for us to grow without any kind of accountability yeah. at all. You know, I mean, like, whether you're looking at that as like, well, like, Scripture, I mean, Scripture holds us accountable, yeah. right? You know, like, um, you know, we've been warned, we've been told, and, you know, Jesus himself said, you know, th this is a better way to mm -hmm. do life. Um, so if we just disregard all you know, accountability, that's, it's impossible for us to grow. Mm -hmm. um, but I would even go so far as to say that, you know, we, without 
accountability and Christian community, it definitely stunts our growth as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we need both. We need we need the scripture to hold us accountable, but we also need each other you know, to hold us accountable. So yeah, I'd say that it's really it's vital for us as Christians as we continue to grow. You know, to be more like Christ, we we need other people to remind us you know, who we are and you know what it looks like to live that life. So especially too, because yeah. we've talked about how there's the ones that you're aware about and sometimes you're not even aware yeah. of things that's going on in your life that you're doing wrong or whatever and if someone brings it to your attention you're like i didn't even know and then you go back to scripture and you're like oh my gosh they're right i need to change so mm-hmm. if you don't have somebody there yeah you might never know that's true yeah good good perspective there so can you share about an experience where accountability has actually been a positive thing for you and for your growth as a believer So when I was serving in Kentucky a couple summers ago, um, me and my friend Hope, I don't know if Hope listens, but hi Hope if you're here, um, we have very different personalities and she's a great person and like if we were just friends, we would get along really well, but working so close together was really hard for us. And the first couple months of like a two month internship, it was just like super tense and we didn't really know why and we didn't want to deal with it and we were friends but then when we worked together we'd be just barely talk to each other well our like our supervisors i don't know if that's what you want to call them but cj and josh and then our friends josh i mean not josh landon and olivia they all like noticed it so we sat down around a table and they were like we need to deal with this and after we all talked about it and like what might be happening like everything got so much better and we were able to work together even like we worked really close together on some outreach events and things but things got so much better and our relationships with each other got better and if we didn't have the accountability there um we wouldn't be been able to do god's work in the best fashion that we could so it not only grew you personally mm-hmm. you know it, it grew that relationship yeah as well yeah. As well as the relationships with everybody who helped us out. Because, mm. I don't know. Cool. Um, mine's not like somebody came directly to me to hold me accountable mm-hmm. for something, but I didn't have a community like Rock for the first four or three years of college. And so I wasn't like going to church. I didn't have crosswalk to go to or Bible studies to have. And um, when I finally came, it was just a good way to like remind myself and mm. keep myself accountable for going to things like crosswalk and having the community and um, just having those relationships that make me grow in my faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a, a very similar story with Emily. Like in the past, before I came to OU, because I transferred from Bowling Green, I was like in, I wasn't in a Christian group originally. I was actually in a uh, like kind of a intellectual think tank kind of way where like a lot of like atheist uh, authors and humanist ideologies would be like thrown at us and it would be kind of like common knowledge in that group to say oh well christianity is kind of just all we all know it's bad and false and such so like i kind of got out of that and then went here to ou and like uh like emily said like i kind of got more and like imbued into the community Mm -hmm. and like preferred that over the constant bickering of well i believe like humanism is this or i believe that atheism is this and i believe this author had a great point with uh futility of life and such and i've I've thought that like 
the rock community and like a lot of like Christian communities had a lot more morals and they had a lot more ideologies that probably made a lot more sense than like a lot of what like they were throwing at us at the wall. Mm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So, I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, each of us sitting around the table, like we've experienced accountability in one way or another. And like, you know, at some point, like we've been able to reflect on that and go, wow, that was actually a really good thing for me, or it was an important moment in my life, or it was a turning point for me. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, we, we see that you know, even though when we say accountability, like that's one thing I noticed, like in rock, like if we if we ever called something an accountability group, absolutely no one would show up. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like if we, you know, talk about, you know, if we just do accountability things, you know, in the group, then people respond well. Like even little things like, hey, we missed you at Crosswalk the other yeah. night. You know, like, and that's not like confrontational, like, where were you, you dirty sinner, or anything like yeah. that, right? We just, we recognize like somebody, <laughs> yeah, we recognize that somebody that we love, we care about, wasn't there. Hey, is everything okay? Anything we could do? How can we be praying for you? You know, those types of things. But, you know, then it does also, it goes beyond that. Like, we, I've seen in the rock community, um, you know, I, I was set in on a group um, of guys who sat down with another guy that they loved a lot and like spoke some hard truths into his life one night. And like I walked away thinking like from that experience, like that is the most amazing um, example of like true accountability I've ever seen. Like mm-hmm. that that the guy who was you know that we were talking to, um, like he didn't like it. You know, I talked to him afterwards, he's like, Yeah, it was terrible, it was rough. But you know, he couldn't deny that what was said there was spoken out of love and yeah. for his best interest. You know, so I mean, we, we need those things. So Here's what, um, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning before we began the podcast. Like, um, you know, one of the things I think the church as a whole, you know, like um, struggles with is how do you put all this in practice? You know, like we, we you know, I, I don't think anybody who's listening to the podcast or if you go to any of the chur- church leaders around here and go, hey, how important is accountability? I don't, don't think any of them are going to downplay the, its importance. But, you know, a lot of times they just we don't know where to start with that. Like. What, what do we need to do? What, you know, what are the key ingredients to make accountability possible? So what I want to do is ask people, you know, who as, ask you as people who have experienced accountability, both, you know, probably on the receiving and the giving end of accountability. What are some things that you find that are just absolutely necessary for biblical accountability to take place? You have to build the relationship with somebody mm-hmm. and then once there's genuine love and trust with that person usually it just flows from that because you want to see the best for that person Mm -hmm. so you have to start with getting to know that person Mm -hmm. i think you can't you can't go in it thinking you're um like gonna yell at this person or hey, this is really hurting me and hurting other people, so I'm just going to go in. I'm hurt, so I'm going to be mad about it. Yeah. yeah. I think you have to really think about it before you go in and just be calm about it. And mm-hmm. Maybe they'll get upset, but if they do get upset, you just have to still stay calm and talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. I think 100% honesty as well mm-hmm. when you're yeah. doing it because it's really hard. Like It's hard to hear it, but it's also hard to say to a person yeah. that you enjoy talking to and you enjoy camaraderie with, like, very harsh truths or very harsh things that you feel like oh they're not going to like me saying this like you have to go in you have to be 100 percent honest in order for that improvement you can't just be like oh you know you're messing up here but 
doing good here and that be a lie you need to yeah. be like hey you're just completely dropping the ball on this end like that honesty even though short term it's gonna suck yeah then long term i feel like if they trust your counsel it'll grow yeah mm-hmm. i actually it's funny that you said that i just told noel this the other day i'm reading this book it's called messy grace and you know, the author talks about how you know in all the relationships that we have like we live in this area between grace and truth and like you know it's really easy like you know to go to somebody and just absolutely destroy them with the truth like point out all of their flaws talk about all their shortcomings and you know you could be 100 percent accurate you know with that but you know without grace you know, like emily was saying like, i go in there and just put them on blast mm-hmm. you know but without the grace you know that you season our words with that then that's not really love but then the opposite of that is you know if we just don't speak you know and hold people accountability to accountability that's not you know that's you know grace without no accountability is not love either and so he talks about there's this tension that we mm-hmm. live in between grace and truth and even though it's hard like you know evan said it's sometimes hard to go in and have those conversations with people you know that's he said he talks about that tension that we live in is actually love and so um, i just thought that was a really really cool insight so so yeah so just to kind of go over some of that again so the relationship element's important you know, just going some to somebody that we really don't have a relationship and, you know, trying to hold them accountable rarely works yeah. well, right? <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure you guys can agree with that. You've maybe even experienced that. Somebody that you don't notice comes up and says, oh, you're dropping the ball here. Or you're, you're horrible at this. You know, that's never usually received well. Um, so the relational thing, you know, being calm and objective, mm-hmm. you know, and, and having those conversations, that's important. Um you know, and you know, everything, you know, that you guys are talking about here. Is anything else, though, that you can think that's a, it's an essential to accountability? I think, like, the last thing that I, I can think of is personally, like, coming, like, it's very hard to see someone go down a bad path, mm. and coming at them with animosity is not, like, a path you want to go on, because right. it's very easy to be, like, angry at a person for kind of messing up their lives, or taking the wrong path and you need to not approach it in like a way where you're just like screaming and yelling and fighting with that individual you need to come out of love out of respect and say hey you're really far off from where you were before yeah you know yeah for sure and i think you know one of the things i was just talking to somebody the other day and we were talking specifically about student ministry and um, you know one of the questions was what's one of the most challenging things you know, as a student minister and and honestly it's to see people go down that path um you know that you know you know you've taught them not to do these things or you, you you've taught them a better way to do life and they proceed to do the opposite and like how we deal with that and i you know one of the things i was thinking about is you know it's really easy at that point to get mad at them or shout or you know, get angry but you know like sometimes just even though they may have made that mistake and they've messed up their lives or whatever just to still be there you know, and almost like you know, I think about Jesus when you know he talks to the woman that was caught in the caught in the act of adultery. Mm-hmm. You know, like he he shows her grace. You know, he he shows her compassion, but you know he also says, you know, but hey, look, go and sin no more. So like, you know, just to be there for people, even you know, just recognize that we all may mess up, we all make mistakes, and you know, to be there for that person, you know, even after those things happen, mm-hmm. that's an important part of that too. So. Good stuff. So, um, as always, let's let's go to the scripture and see what scripture has to say um, about the topic. So, 
Um, I think Emily's up first. She's got Galatians 6, 1 through 2. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. I think that goes back to like having the right mindset. It says, mm-hmm. gently and humbly yeah. go into it. Um, and like, it says share each other's burdens. I think a good, a good way to go into it is if you're holding somebody accountable and you have an example in your life too, to like you did the same thing, it's, it'll help a lot more. Yeah. If you share your experiences. You can relate. Yeah, because yeah. if you're going into it and they think you're a perfect person or something, it's not going to help anything. Yeah. 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 All right, so next up is Matthew 18, 15 through 17, and that is Noel. If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have gained your brother. But if he does not listen, take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Um, when I read that, I think, like, if you're genuinely, like, worried about this person, you should go to them first. And then, like it says, like, if they go and sin no more, like, then you have your brother. But... You shouldn't go to other people to help you with that unless absolutely necessary because nobody wants their their garbage aired out to every other person in the world. Um, So you have all these different steps that you need to take. um, But if they still don't listen, I mean, you you can't do much. You can pray for them, but that's that's where you're going to have to leave it. You can't you can't worry about it too much, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know it's funny. A lot of times, like if there's an issue in the rock community and somebody go, comes to me and says, Hey, just so you're aware, here's what's going on. You need to take care of this, which that's funny. It's always my problem to deal <laughs> with. But, um, you know what I do, like I always go to that person individually. And I know sometimes like people have gotten frustrated with me in the past. Like, Hey, look, you didn't deal with this the way that I want. Basically what they're saying is the way I wanted you to like, yeah. I wanted you to call them out like in front of people, but again, scripturally, that's not what we're supposed mm-hmm. to do. And like, we're to go to that person one-on-one and, and have that conversation, um, you know, and that's really, you know, like accountability, you know, at its finest is like, you know, one person to another, or like maybe even in a Bible study, you know, like where you yeah. have like a couple people, you know, and you're, and you're all, you know, open to that, you know, conversation, but, you know, definitely not like, I'm not going to stand up on a Wednesday night and be like, Noel, here's what I need to tell you and just blow you up <laughs> in front of like a whole group of people, yeah. right? You know, that, that's not what we're supposed yeah. to do. So, yeah, good good advice there. So, um, and the last one's Matthew 7, 1 through 5, and Evan's going to read that. <laughs> <laughs> judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce you will be judged, and with the measure you will use it be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. This, this is a great uh, 
Bible verse that I've used all the time when I'm in the wrong and people are judging me. Right. Uh, <laughs> good, uh, good defensive maneuver there. It's, that a good, one. it's a good defensive maneuver. I th- like I completely misinterpreted it because like you can easily interpret that as well. Christians shouldn't judge. We should yeah. all just be quiet about things. But the reality of it is. Uh, what it's saying is you need to reflect in your own self before yeah. you go to someone and say, hey, here's where your issues stand. Because yeah. no one likes being called out uh, as they see it when like you have lots of sins that we humans find equal to the ones that they're committing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I think that, too, goes back to what Emily was saying earlier is, you know, to be real. Like, if you can relate, you've gone through the same struggles, like, that it's okay to say that. Or even if you're struggling with the same thing like sometimes like you know i feel like we all believe that we're struggling alone like we're the only person who has this struggle or we're the only person with this sin issue and the reality is you know a lot of times when we're honest and we open up to somebody and you know in in accountability you know, we find that we're not alone you know yeah. a lot of people like can relate to that struggle and maybe even have some insight you know f- based upon their own struggle but like being open and being real, and I think that's what that goes back to, too. And mm-hmm. the whole idea of examining yourself, it's, you know, we do this a lot. Like, it's really easy to go to somebody and, like, I'll go to Evan, like, oh, Evan, you know, you, you did this, this, and this wrong. You know, that's so terrible and egregious because I don't struggle with maybe that same sin that he does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, maybe I'm blind to something in my own life, and but I'm or, like, I'm justifying some other sin, you know, that Evan's not struggling with. But because that's mine and not his, it's easy for me to go blow him up. And I think that's what that passage of scripture yeah. is saying, you know, examine ourselves first, you know. So, and it's just, you know, to me, it's also the posture towards that person. You know, are, are we there genuinely to help them or are we there just to beat them down, mm-hmm. you know? So, good stuff. So, any thoughts on our discussion today about accountability before we go to prayer requests? I think it was pretty above average, Dodger. It, well, it's because you're here, Evan. I mean, honestly, uh, I wasn't going to say anything, but I, I guess since you brought it up on air, I mean, like, <laughs> I you, was, you bring a certain level of excellence with you. I, you know? I bring, I bring definitely the Genesequa. Yes, that oh the podcast God. needed that certain something that That's we were missing out yeah. on this whole time. I'm, I am the secret Krabby Patty formula <laughs> to this equation. You really okay. are. You really oh, are, my God. friend. But. No, it was uh, well. It was it was good good discussion today. I'd appreciate you know not only these guys and their perspective, um, but really you know this isn't just something that they're talking about blindly. This is something that they live you know in the rock community, and uh, you know that's one of the reasons that I chose this topic for this week is because you know, it's one of the things that blows me away. Is like sometimes I look at you know what they're doing in the rock community, and I know there's a lot of churches, a lot of faith organizations that wish that they could do the same thing. And so, yeah, I'm bragging on you guys, but um, you guys do that really, really well. So (laughs) there you go. So uh, let's transition over to our prayer time. So, Noel, um, how can we be praying for our community, our campus, and our friends this week? So in the community, we've got some leadership training coming up. Um, yeah. I think they're starting next week. Next week, yeah. yes. So our and, and wait, someone in this room is going through <gasps> leadership training. Evan <laughs> Do you think you want specifically prayed for? Do you think it's going to be really hard? I personally pray that 
well, no, I don't really have any prayers. I, <laughs> what I hope for is like it turns into like Hunger Games. Oh, right? great. Yeah. There can only be one. Yes, yeah, surprise. There's five of you going through, but only one makes it to the end. Honest, alive. Can we be on an island and I vote people off and I systematically make people vote other people off so I win? I think, you know, if we could somehow market that as a reality TV show, that could work. We get some. Dang like, good ratings. That's right. Dude. Yeah, we we need that. <laughs> we need that extra bank. I'll talk. Oh I'll talk. I'll talk to the OU the Treasury Department. Okay. We'll <laughs> I mean, there's there's 19 million dollars in debt. What's a few? More I mean, look, what's like three more million? Like <laughs> right. how much? How much is an island? Like exactly. what? Ten thousand? Exactly. But um, no. Yeah. So be praying for our incoming leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we've got some outreach come up coming up. We're going to hand out some hot cocoa and probably coffee and stuff on campus and just let people know that we're here and that Jesus loves them and um, hopefully get some new friends from that. Um, And then we've got retreats coming up. So we have the OVCA Junior Senior High Retreat, and uh, lots of our students are going to be helping with that. Uh, we got some teaching and some worship and all kinds of th- yeah, different let's, things. Let's be honest. Rock basically just runs that retreat now. All right, that's, that's essentially fine. What I mean, is. I won't be there, but. <laughs> yeah. I mean, name a, name a place, though, that we don't walk into and people are like, who's in charge? And people just point at us. Yeah, that's true. Specifically me, but I mean, that's right. you're usually Our hair blows in the wind. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we walk in, everyone's quiet. It's like we walk into the salty spittoon. They know how tough we are. <laughs> See, I was thinking more like a John Woo movie where we walk in and, like, the <laughs> pigeons all fly up behind us and, like, there's ominous music in the background. <laughs> I'd prefer that entrance. Honestly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And then we have the Ohio Campus Ministries Retreat. So, like, all of our, our ministry friends are going to be coming um, down to the OVCA mm-hmm. area. Camp. Yeah, camp. That's the word I wanted. <laughs> and we're going to have a retreat. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, and I want to say big shout out to our supporting churches on that. A lot of our churches actually provide the food um, yes. for that weekend. Um, so uh, that's been an incredible blessing over the past year or so to see the ways that our local churches love you guys mm-hmm. and uh, and want to participate in what you guys are doing. And getting here. to share that meal with them because yeah. they've been sitting mm-hmm. with us. Yeah, it's not that's just really them. Fun. Yeah, it's not just them serving us. You know, it's yeah. really like a family style dining. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we need to be praying for our campus. Um, I know we talked about uh, school in general, but mm-hmm. we've got lots of seniors in Rock this year, and we're all dying with our capstones. So <laughs> week two, it's week two. Dead. <laughs> Evan's dying with group project work right now. Oh yeah, Ev- Evan. Cluster. Evan is the group. I don't want to. I don't want to. You don't want to brag. I don't want to. <laughs> I'll say that about you. I don't want to just go out here and call out my group, but uh, <laughs> but I will for you. All right, thanks, Dodge. <laughs> Step your game up, Evans Group. Been up since three a.m., baby. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we got that. And then, um, does anybody have any specific needs personally that they want to share? I have one. Um, I have a family friend, and um, he just got through cancer but recently it came back um like in a different region of his body and he's having mm-hmm. surgery this well he had surgery this morning i don't know if it's over yet but um it, they say that it's growing rapidly so pray for that yeah be praying for him um i've got a praise just i was uh, really blown away uh last night noah mccune is one of our worship leaders and uh, his little sister Chloe came. Yeah. She was so good. Oh my! She's oh my! Than Noah. <laughs> the girl got some pipes. Yes. Honestly, honestly, yeah. can we uh, get Noah 
off of the uh, band <laughs> and like put Chloe on there. That's all yeah, front and center. Yeah, we're, we're we're replacing Noah with Chloe, but no, yeah. just like you know, I actually was impressed by not only her, but um, but Reagan, Reagan yeah. Judson, yeah. Uh, did the rock talk last night, and they're younger. You know, actually, um, Chloe will be a freshman here in the fall, um, and then Reagan is like a CCP student at Hawking. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for them to stand up in front of a bunch of college students who are a little bit older than them, mm-hmm. it's pretty intimidating, but the, you know, for both of them to stand up and do that, like I was just blessed by yeah. both of them last night. So that was really cool. And what Reagan did, she spoke, she had like a rock talk. Yeah. So if you don't know what that is, you wanna explain what a rock talk is? So rock talk is just a, it's a time each week during our weekly worship session where somebody shares a brief testimony or something they've learned this week. and so. Um, I'd ask Reagan to share about our trip to the Mount Mission School in Grundy yeah. and uh, just did a really good job sharing mm-hmm. about her perspective you know, on the trip and how it was different than other trips she'd been on with us in the past. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was just it was a really good spot. Honestly, Rock Talks have become one of my favorite parts of Crosswalk. Yeah. So. Cool. So anything else before we pray? Can't think so. All right, let's pray. Dear God, thank you for another day of life, getting us up this morning and um, just leading us through our day until this point. Thank you for the conversations that you let us have every week about different things that we're dealing with in our everyday lives and trying to serve you. Um, I just thank you because it gives me new perspectives, and I know it gives everybody else around this table new perspectives too and um, things to be thinking about in our lives. Um, I want to pray for all the prayer requests that have been said, um, for our community, for the leadership training coming up, um, that everybody can be open-minded and um, just learn how to lead this community better for you and what you would have us to do next year. Um, I want to pray for our outreaches that we have coming up with hot cocoa and everything, that people would be respe- receptive and um, that we can um, make some new connections there. And also for our retreats, we have one coming up this weekend, um, that we have a good turnout and that the um, teachings and the fellowship times we have that um, people can grow from those. Um, I also want to pray for the Ohio Campus Ministries Retreat, um, for safe travels for our our friends far away at other campuses, and um, for all the teachings that go on there, um, that we can be receptive to those and that we can learn new things about um, community, because that's our our theme and everything, um, and that we can learn how to do community better. I also want to pray for our campus. Um, for safety as we go about our days here and um, also for just school in general and for seniors especially because I know how bad capstones are killing us already just in week two um, that we can get um, good sleep at night and that we can just um, stay to our schedules and know what we need to do to finish up our year Um, and for specific um, needs for my friend uh, Chuck and also for his family that they can just have comfort through this um, time. I know that they've already had it rough and that um, this was really unexpected, but that he can be comforted physically and mentally and for um, his wife and kids and everything that um, they can know that this is, even though it's really, really awful, that it's part of your plan in some way, shape or form that um, they can use this story to um, help others to Christ. Um, and I also want to say a couple praises for Chloe and Reagan last night, um, how much they, they're they already a blessing to the Rock community and how much we enjoy having them there and um, that they get to 
um, share our gifts that you've given them with us and um, to encourage us and just continue to have them come and be able to share with us and that we can um, grow better relationships with them. Um, and just for the rest of Roth this year and whatever we get into in the summer, just um, help us to just find out our plans and that we can um, get connected in other ways when we are not with Rock. And just thank you for everything that you give to us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Again, we want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening again this week. And um, it's been a bit of good topic and been a good crew here. Yeah. And so we look forward to joining you again next week about the same time. Sounds good. See you all later. Have a great day. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>